Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 384. We've got a great panel here. It's going to be a great episode. We've got some great WordPress stories. I don't know what's happened this week. The news has just exploded, listeners and viewers. So I'm going to let the panel quickly introduce themselves. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Hey, guys, it's Spence from WPLaunchify.com. That was short. Um, Sally, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Uh, certainly, I'm Sally Getch, moderator of the East Bay WordPress Meetup in Oakland, San Francisco. You can find me at wpfangirl.com. That's great. Morton, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hey, I'm Morton from uh, LinkedIn Learning. I have opinions That's about great. things. That's why you're here, Morton. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. I like people with opinions. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? I'm Chris Badgett from Lifter LMS, which is a WordPress plugin for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses or training-based membership sites. I also have a podcast for course creators called LMS Cast. That's great. Um, before we go into the stories of the week, I just want to mention one of our great sponsors. That's WP Fusion. What is WP Fusion? Well, in your technology stack, obviously, you should have WordPress, but it is 2019. And you should have a CRM like Active Campaign, Drip. There's a host of them. And basically, you do your email marketing and your auto you automate your marketing as well through your CRM. But you need your WordPress website to work with that technology hand in hand. And that's what WP Vision does. It enables your WordPress site and your CRM to work superbly together. Go to the WP Vision site, have a look at the um, packages they've got. And for WP Tonic viewers and listeners, you get a new... uh, uh, offering that's only offered to you, and that's 25% off any of the packages. All you have to do is use the coupon code WP Tonic. I'll say that WP Tonic uppercase, and you get 25% off any of the WP Fusion packages. Right on to the first story um, Jetpack is promoting bad upgrades on plugin search screen. WordPress plugin team says maybe a violation of the directory guidelines. Yeah, sure. What do you think of this one, Spencer? <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for the, the pass, for the easy win. Uh, the chickens have come home to roost this week. I'm excited. I've really caffeinated myself up for this. I know Sally's going to get excited. I'm glad Morton's here because this is exactly the kind of thing that we've been talking about, and I'm going to actually... I think Morton, I agree with this. I'm prefacing that I can't wait to hear his insider view because I think this goes hand in hand with his efforts and the other things about like, hello, what's happening here at this company that you guys can jam that bullshit down everybody's throat for the last 12 years about you can't do this and you can't do that. And you've violated, you know, guilty until proven innocent. And then there's Mr. Otto we're going to talk about who is the, the arbitrator of everything. But now Jetpack, I think, demonstrating clearly 
do as we say, not as we do, because there is no plugin in the last decade that has ever gone this far in being so obnoxious about we're just making our own personal billboard inside the repository for our premium features. And then the response, while I think she is completely innocent, <clears throat> Ms. Epstein and otherwise, says, oh, it's like Dick Cheney during the Gulf War. Like, we know what we don't know, but we do know this, but maybe not that. Like, bullshit. I call bullshit on all this because this was with intent. It was written to the code. And although I may be wrong, if Morton has other information, this is just the first step in what I think is going to be in combination with this P3 plugin thing, a shakeout, a shakeout of like how far will people like Carl Hancock, who I respect as a voice of reason and other developers allow for, gee, Jetpack can jam a pack of 40, 50 things down everybody's throat, make deals with people like GoDaddy and other hosts to have that installed by default. And then everybody else is supposed to like fight against that. It's like, they own the shopping mall, they own all the stores, they own the cash registers, and they own the mechanism of marketing it. And everybody else is objectively going to be able to compete with that when the rules have always been otherwise, that one plug-in, one purpose, no marketing, no selling your shit in there, except when we do it. And then it's like, well, we'll talk about it, we'll think about it. There you go. What do you reckon, Sally? Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking over this Again, and uh, it, yeah, I mean, I think people are right to be up in arms. I've, I've seen a lot of posts from, from uh, people with uh, other plugins and, you know, there seems to me some distinction between, you know, all right, you've got, say, Gravity Forms installed and there's a like little tab under there that says extensions and you can go see the list of their, their extensions and having it kind of eat your... Um, Plugin directory uh, search. Uh, there, there were a couple of of comments that were uh, uh, that were pretty funny. One of them uh, being <coughs> that uh, you know somebody said, "Wait, isn't this what you know WPMU Dev got in trouble for all those years ago?" And, and a tweet back from WPMU Dev saying, "Hey, we did it first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's it's right that people are upset by it, and there have always been." Uh, things that have seemed to be exceptions to the rules other people are supposed to follow. And I think that uh, the poor plugin uh, team has come under a lot of uh, fire for this because uh, I don't think that they necessarily have the authority to, uh, you know, to, to shut that down. And yes, what does happen given, given that Jetpack has forced itself into so many places, what would happen if you, uh, you know, if, if you simply shut it down from the repository and, and it disappeared from everyone's dashboards? Yeah, I'm going to agree with the panel. I'm going to also combine this with story four, which I put down as story four listeners and viewers. And that was WooCommerce 3.6 to add marketplace place suggesting despite overwhelming negative feedback from the developer community. Who writes these bloody titles? Oh, my God, Bob. Uh, um, Morton, what, what do you think of this? And you are muted. Uh, I actually want to hear what Chris has to say first. All right, yeah, fair Chris enough. runs a large plugin. Yes, sure, so that's his, true. His insight is very relevant to this conversation. So what do you reckon, Chris? Well, I'm glad you brought up the other story because I think it's important to talk about the two together. Um, I'm a big fan of freemium. I'm a big fan of, or I don't have a problem with uh, products in an elegant way, upselling other products that they make or even other products make 
So with the WooCommerce article, as long as the highest and best um, use is for the end user, uh, if you're building a store with WooCommerce, you might also like to take recurring payments. You might also like to have a conversion optimized one-page checkout and so on. I have no problem at all inside of a plugin recommending other products. Um, inside our plugin, Lifter LMS, we recommend our paid products on the add-on screen. We also recommend products made by other companies like the sponsor of this show, WP Fusion, or like Affiliate WP. We literally promote those products inside our free products because it's a benefit to our community and we want them to know about them because sometimes course creators want to have an affiliate program or they want to have integration to a CRM beyond what we provide. Um, I, I also, in terms of the WordPress repository, I think it's, it's really a failure of the search function and the rules of what shows up where and what order. I think we can actually look at Google for inspiration on this. Um, we talk a lot or occasionally about SEO on this platform. If it's clear and transparent on how to rank well and like what are the best practices in terms of tags, in terms of naming your product, in terms of writing the product description, in terms of number of reviews and engagement, if, we, if WordPress were to develop its own um, page rank system or whatever you want to call it for search that worked well and was truly democratic and had, you know, that, there's just a lot of room for improvement there. And with Google, Google as an example, you can also pay to play. You can pay, a business can pay to be featured at the top. And it's also clear to most people What's an ad and what's not an ad so that, you know, there's in general, the public is not being misled or, or um, confused in that way. Thank you the public. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it can always be improved and, and tweaked. So that's my main thing with this issue with featuring Jetpack is I don't necessarily have a problem with featuring things like that, but in an open source community that's, that values um, kind of democratization, well, we should all be able to play by the same rules. That's, that's really... Right, again, and then I, when I everybody the does it, what happens? And, but, and I, I just also want to add that there's this whole thing right now, like, and it's been around for a long time, like in WordPress dashboards, like all these giant alert notices and upsells, I think, I think we haven't really figured out how to do this elegantly. I, so I'm not, I'm not against selling from inside other things, but we need to mature as a community and as a user base and as developers and designers to have a, make it more standardized, democratic, and transparent, and also just know general education to the public about how it all works. And let's see like what causes what to happen. <clears throat> Before Morton, I want to just add that the nexus of this, although Chris is always the voice of reason, very calm, by the way. I like that. I think you have to be more objective because you're a participant on the selling end, in fairness, and there's benefits to being able to sell. I think the problem, the nexus of where these three stories, two of which we haven't talked about, the WooCommerce, the P3, and this, connect, are the hypocrisy of the do as we say, not as we do. If it truly was a level playing field for third-party authors such as yourself or Carl Hancock at Rocket Genius and so forth, there wouldn't be a situation where Jetpack, who is an automatic gig, 
and WooCommerce. That's an automatic gig. And then the arbiters of what happens to schmoes like the P3 guy who do something wrong from above, from automatics team, there wouldn't be the disparity of power or leverage that exists now, which is, I think, the whole point of this. It's not that, gee, Jetpack's just one singular plugin in a stream or WooCommerce is not used by like everybody under the sun because it's pre-installed. It's that they have the ability to do stuff that make them give themselves exceptions or play dumb or innocent. Whereas if you tried that with any other third-party author, you would be crushed like a bug, like P3 is getting crushed right now. Now, they did other stuff, of course, but even for little violations, and I'll call them out because I'm going to hassle them anyway, Otto becomes the big guy with a hammer that will drop on your head as soon as you do anything wrong, and you will disappear like Chris Pearson did back in the day for his you know, violation. And that's where I think this is what's forcing. Remember, I have a prediction in place, so I have a bet on the table. I predicted that sometime this year, WordPress Automatic will do something to either bring us all together, that Jetpack is not a Trojan horse and WooCommerce isn't either, or they will do something otherwise after this 5.0. This is behavior that's making me feel I may win my bet. What do you reckon, Moulton, then? You're you're muting, are you? This is a very complicated story. Um, so we should probably do a summary of what has actually happened for those listening who are like, what <laughs> on earth are you talking about here? So um, earlier this week, uh, Jetpack, or late last week, earlier this week, something like that, Jetpack rolled out a new feature where if you activate Jetpack and then you go just search for a random plugin, like say backup in this plugin view, you would get a prompt at the very top that says, hey, Jetpack already does this. So you already have a plugin that does this. Uh, and by the way, you have to pay for the feature. But mind you, you get that prompt from Jetpack when you have a different backup plugin yeah. installed. Yeah, so there's, so basically what Jetpack is doing is injecting itself into the conversation and saying, hey, in addition to whatever else is available, you can get this from this plugin um, and it'll cost you money. I and, have a clarifying question. Is yeah. that happening for everybody who does that search or do you have to already have Jetpack installed to see that in the result? I haven't tested it. I think it's only if you have Jetpack installed, but someone needs to actually do the testing. I haven't gotten that far yet. I've been busy writing Gutenberg blocks. Um, so, but that's the, the gist of it is that Jetpack um, is injecting itself into your search results for plugins and thereby promoting itself because it's putting itself at the top. Um, and the technical problem behind this from a purely like how WordPress works is there is no other place for, for Jetpack to do this. And the argument from the Jetpack team is if people <coughs> already install a plugin that does something and then they don't know that the plugin does that, they will go and install another plugin to do the thing that the plugin they've already installed already does. The problem with Jetpack's argument is in many circumstances with Jetpack, the bonus feature that they say the plugin already does is a for pay feature. So they're giving themselves a, what appears from the outside to be an unfair competitive disadvantage over other people. <clears throat> Because they're saying, you know, if someone is looking, has Jetpack installed, but doesn't pay for Backup Buddy or whatever it's called, and they go searching for backup, the first thing they see is, hey, you can pay Jetpack to do this, but then all the other four pay plugins are not allowed in the plugin repository to say, hey, here's a paid version. 
they have to say, hey, here's a free version. Once you install the free version, they can say, oh, you can upgrade to pay for it, right? So there's a, this is a serious like, competitive edge problem, right? The response to this, of course, was a bunch of people who run plugins saying, what the hell? Of course, if we could do this, we would do this too. But then your entire plugin install page would just be a ton of ads and nothing else. This is super ridiculous. And we've specifically not done this because it's super ridiculous. Um, and we really shouldn't do this. Joe Stavalk um, immediately created a uh, um, uh, ticket in track WordPress development saying, can we solve this? Like saying that this is something that is going to happen. How can we solve it in a UX way by creating another panel that takes these captures, these ads or prompts or whatever you want to call them, and then separates that from the plugin results. So there's a discussion happening on that part. Then um, Carl Hancock, who runs the very popular Gravity Forms plugin, <coughs> who's also a uh, vocal critic of much of what is going on in WordPress at the moment, uh, and uh, for that reason has been labeled by some as a, quote, troll, which I disagree with, but that is a political tactic that is being used. Oh, I, have to, I have to get him on the show. Now. I have to get him um, on the show. Why don't I? So, 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 familiar uh, tactic to, to label him an enemy of the state. Well, like, I, I'll get to that because that's a whole part of the problem too. But so Carl said, number one, I'm going to start doing this immediately because obviously now it's legal and we've been wanting to do this for a long time. And that's just going to, like, there's a slippery slope here. Uh, it's a disaster. And I'm going to do it almost to prove that this is going to be terrible, right? And I'm not sure if he's actually going to do it or not, but he was basically saying, like, you know, okay, floodgates are open. Let's just go. Um, and then the other thing he did was start looking for what could have possibly made Automatic think that this was okay. And he found a, um, a large discussion on GitHub. Um, in Let me just check. So I have it open here. So this is a pull, um, it's a discussion on GitHub under the WP org dash plugin dash guidelines uh, under the WordPress organization under WP org dash plugin dash guidelines. Um, that's quite old. It's from September last year, um, which addresses this kind of issue by changing some of the f uh, wording within the um, uh, plugin guidelines. And he picked up uh, a change where if you read the wording of the change in the context of what has happened now, it's very easy to, to see how if someone from Automatic or some other company read that possible change and then said, I want to do this, they would see that change as a permission. He posted that. Um, a bunch of people said, that's outrageous. I retweeted it or I didn't, well, I, I said, you know, uh, based on this statement, this this is not a good path forward for WordPress. Um, and then a bunch of people piled on to that and said, no, this is not good for WordPress. And then a bunch of other people said, why would you bring up an issue that has been closed already? Like this is an issue from uh, September last year and it was already closed. And the at that point, conversation split. So then you have a bunch of people talking about the issue and a bunch of people talking about uh, you are now either A, being a troll, or B, attacking the people who are moderating WordPress plugins, or C, just being ridiculous, or D, promoting some sort of uh, conspiracy theory against Automatic or whatever. And this is what happens to a lot of conversations online, not just in WordPress, but in general, that 
you get to a point where the conversation stops being about the issue and starts being about people trying to divert from the issue by uh, in both on all in, in all the different aspects of it, try to divert from the issue by making it ad hominem or by um, creating an appearance of someone being unfair in their conversation. Um, and at that point, I'm like, okay, there's no point in having this conversation anymore because now it's just going to become a naming and name calling and yelling, which is unfortunate because this is actually a really important conversation on two fronts. There are a bunch of different conversations that could be had about this, but from my perspective, there are two things that need to be discussed. One is specifically, this is now a thing that's happening in the world, the plug-in advertising thing. So like the cat's out of the box, the genie's out of the bottle, the floodgates, whatever. At this point, we as as the WordPress community need to decide how do we want this to work going forward. And we need to approach this not from the perspective of this has already happened, so now we have to design a solution around it. We need to go back a few steps and say, what if we were to, like, what is the core problem here? If the core problem is you have these hodgepodge plugins that do a million different things, um, how do they then notify people? You've already installed a solution for this. You don't need to install another solution for this because now you're doubling up your efforts. Antitrust and, for plugins. <laughs> well, you know, break the, them up. It's the immediate obvious solution, which, uh, funnily enough, both Jeremy uh, felt <laughs> and I published on Twitter at the same exact time yesterday. Was just don't don't have hodgepodge plugins. That's the solution. It's an obvious solution. Just don't do that. Don't have a plugin that does a million different things and it's not clear to the user what they do. But right. if you want to have a hodgepodge plugin, in my opinion, um, that, is your, that is entirely your responsibility to ensure that people understand what that plugin can do. Um, but if, if we ignore the hodgepodge plugin problem, how do we solve the problem of people not understanding what their current plugins do so they keep piling on. Like I've seen people have like 15 different fancy box plugins installed, even though they only need one. So how do we solve that problem in an effective way? To get to that question, we then have to know what is the long-term thinking around how the plugin repository should be working? What is the long-term vision? There is none, right? That's when we get to... And then there's also a question of who makes those decisions and how are, how are these conversations surfaced to the community? Because one of the critiques that came against Carl and other people who brought up that PR was, why do you suddenly care about this now? You know, and if, if, if you weren't a troll, you wouldn't like suddenly drag something up that happened a long time ago and, you know, you're just being ridiculous. And the answer to that is quite simply, there are so many conversations happening in so many different places. Like this conversation isn't happening on Slack. It's happening in some random GitHub repo underneath another repo underneath another repo. So unless you are deeply involved in that specific issue, you would not know the conversation's happening. And that conversation then gets only input from the people that are deeply involved in it. Therefore, the results or the decision is skewed by those people and you don't have an open dialogue or you have a technically open dialogue, but no one is actually partaking in it. Which brings us to governance. This is actually a governance problem. This is a problem with unclarity from leadership. I mean, seriously, leadership has said nothing about PipDig, Jetpack, anything. Total silence. There is no direction coming from anywhere. But it's also a question of how these decisions are being made and surfaced and who is part, are part of those decisions and how the community gets insight enough into those conversations that they can know, oh, this conversation is happening. It doesn't impact me in some way. Therefore, I should be part of this conversation. So there's a bunch of 
more complex issues here that go outside of this particular issue that need to be addressed. And that's why the WordPress governance project exists. That's why a lot of people are against the WordPress governance project, simply because they don't want someone to come in and say, hey, we shouldn't have this conversation. We need to roll back and have a different conversation first to put this on ice until we've solved how to do this. Um, And if you are listening to this, if you are enraged by this issue on any side, whether it be that you think the whole issue is bullshit or you think that this is something that shouldn't happen or you have a problem with who did it or what did it or what was said or anything like that, you should take part in the WordPress Governance Project and help figure out how we do this in such a way that these decisions are made transparently and people feel like they're part of that decision-making process and we make better decisions for WordPress as a community. The end. So, you know, just... uh, That was very long, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but it was full of facts. So thank you for that background. (laughs) Um, So, Chris, there's somebody that could be argued has a kind of Swiss Army learning management system plug-in. Do you think that was the best decision, Chris? Uh, It still solves the problem. It solves a complex problem in the same way that WooCommerce solves a complex problem for a particular type of user. A um, Jetpack is more of a, you know, general website building tool. So I I see them as kind of in different categories, although it is, you know, they they both do a lot, but not necessarily for the same user. I want to bring up some comparative to, do you guys remember back in the day how when you installed Microsoft Windows that it forced like 8 billion things onto your desktop and you had no choice about it? And it reached probably its heyday when they realized that people were maybe avoiding it for that reason. I think the problem when we step back, and governance, I do agree, I really do appreciate Morton's explanation. I do agree governance and interaction with the community is the essential thing. When we decide as a community if that's how it's going to be, what happens? Perhaps the solution to this pain point is that we we have a marketplace that's a more mature, i.e. Chris's suggestion, way of finding things that's detached from the core. Because what I see as the problem is that first mover advantage with somebody who has the leverage of automatic will force everybody out in the same way. It wasn't like my company could get installed onto Windows desktops. It was who had a deal with Bill Gates and Microsoft and they got jammed onto everybody's desktop and people had to spend, I remember, a whole day removing crap from the computer just to get their machine back. And that's what I see happening here is if Jetpack can make its special rule that it gets jammed into the top of every single user who's automatically a GoDaddy or a Bluehost client, then I, as a, an end consultant, I have to help these people fix to start with all the problems they got that were induced against their, their knowledge. They thought they were just using WordPress, but they were getting WordPress plus Jetpack plus its 50 installed plugins. And then I also find like, why are you using this backup thing? Why are you using this? And they're like, I don't know. I just thought I had to because it was there. Wrong. It's just wrong. And it's worse when they play stupid and dumb in the same way that our politicians around the world are in bed with various oil companies and all that kind of stuff because everybody can see it transparently. Then to go and use the hitmen that I want to come back to in the meantime, maybe by burying through obfuscation and various GitHubs instead of right on the homepage, but to have Otto and the rest of the gang just banging people on the head when they raise the topic in public, either in the forums on WordPress, in a plugin uh, you know, repository, wherever it may be. And then if you are dumb enough to make the one mistake to get on the bad side of one of these hitmen, you're gone. You disappear. 
And I think that's the troubling thing because once the people who are making plugins that aren't working for automatic feel the pressure, there's really only two choices. It's either I go away quietly with my tail between my legs and I lose, or I have to get together with people like Carl Hancock or others who are, hey, let's move this whole thing over to a fork and be done with it. And maybe we'll take WooCommerce with us because the WooCommerce thing is just, in my opinion, a more nefarious version of the same thing. They do understand the huge user base of WooCommerce and that everything under the sun needs and wants to connect to WooCommerce. And yet they're pretending like it's independent now where, oh, let's just go ahead and offer all the paid upgrade plugins right here. I think that's wrong too because same problem. End users end up with this like, holy shit, I got to spend $4,000 a year for my WooCommerce extensions that I bought retail. And what do I get from it? Has anybody recently ever tried to do a ticket on WooCommerce? It's like sending a note to Santa Claus and waiting for a response. There's just no possible way that they're getting the value out of that. (laughs) It's just bullshit. I call bullshit. And I pledge here that I would like to participate in the governance project. And I am on the side of Carl Hancock. I'm not on the side of the P3 guys, but I understand that when you're in a guerrilla warfare kind of a situation, that there was probably some motive there, by the way. We'll talk about that story. I think GoDaddy has something to do with the P3 plugin and that bullshit in there about them attacking Bluehost customers. Totally different P3. Well, whatever. PipDig then. I keep saying P3, but I thought it's a P3 performance plugin. Isn't that PipDig's? No. No, the P3 performance plugin was GoDaddy's. PipDig is like PipDig Power Pack or something. And that's why. Because they had their own. When I looked at the link today, they had their own problem. But the PipDig theme and plugin, same issue. When when they, we'll talk about it in a second, when they showed the code and it was specifically written with a conditional statement that, like, if you're a Bluehost customer, put a badge on it that says, is your hosting slow? That's the kind of bullshit guerrilla tactic stuff that happens when you're forced into a corner as an author, or in the case of, let's say, if there is an influence of some other, you know, host behind them, that they feel like, well, if Jetpack can do their thing, we'll do our thing. And uh, it makes it a mess for everyone. Can I? Quickly, because I want to yeah. go for the break. So mm-hmm. historically, the plugin repository management has been extremely aggressive. So like uh, Dale Mugford, who used to run the uh, uh, WP Touch plugin, has a lot to say about this. And he also pitched into this conversation quite a bit um, because they got banned for doing things that everyone is doing now all the time. So there is like a moving goalpost thing happening in the plugin repository where people, you know, someone pushes the edge and then gets banned. And then six months later, someone else does the same thing and no one says anything, right? And that's just how things evolve. The problem is if you don't have a structure in place to or a long-term vision in place, you just end up endlessly moving the goalpost. And the question, the un, one of the underlying questions here is who gets to move the goalpost? Because if you want to be all conspiratorical about this, you could say it looks like someone at Automatic read the proposed text that was coming into that conversation and then went, ooh, here's an opening that we can take advantage of, right? But you, I don't think that's what happened, but it can look like that. And because there's no long-term vision, it's impossible for people to know what is actually happening. Right. We're going to go for our break, folks. It's going to be a lively discussion in the second half. Don't miss it. We'll be back in a few moments. 
Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. We've discussed Father Christmas, the benevolent dictator, um, <laughs> his henchmen. It's something they act like Richard the Third, isn't it? You know, uh, um, <laughs> well, well, I'm trying to do like Caesar or our current administration. It's more like that kind of shenanigans. It's like at a certain point, respect for the community and respect for the knowledge of like people who are here and built stuff is gone. I mean, you're treating people like morons is basically what I see this as because there's no possible way these two moves could not have been thought through. The, the WooCommerce move and the Jetpack move. These were just provocative and induced by whatever the motives may be. And yes, I do agree though, that the problem is that there's like, everybody's throwing their hands up like, hey, I was just along for the ride. Like I, there's no rules that like talk about the scenario. But now that we're here, I think we have a, a, a fork in the road opportunity, again, alluding to what was just said by Morton, that we can either address it as adults and as common sense, mature, smart people, or we can- I am. Like I, see, I see where you're coming from. I, I just don't think um, the benevolent dictator isn't a fool. And it, it might go the way that you're hinting and um, other people have hinted. Um, but the real power of WordPress is its third-party developer community. And I think the benevolent dictator is quite aware of that. And um, he would be extremely foolish unless he's really totally forced to go down that path, to jerk off the, the third party. You're saying Bloody. he's going to ignore it and let it just fall where it may? Or what are you suggesting? Is well, it's, it's, a, it's a bit like, you know, if you're libertarian and the benevolent dictator is a bit of a libertarian, you probably think, let the fittest survive. Let those that are, um, can make the most noise and the... Uh, and I'll keep out here and I'll see how this plays. But um, I don't think he's any fool. Um, but he is the benevolent dictator, isn't he? You know, this face facts, you know, is what it is. You know, he's made it quite clear. He he is the one that makes the decisions. It's really quite simple, really, Word, isn't it? WordPress Lite, the new version with nothing installed but WordPress. Right, on to the next. I'll change the order again a little bit. I want to talk about this. On Health, WordPress and Tough Decisions by Carol Olinga. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yeah, Olinga. Um, Sally, what did you think of this particular um, post? Oh, I caught a silence. Your mic's muted. You're muted. Uh, there. Okay, yes, there was a train going by and I, I muted the mic. Um, you know, this seems like one of these situations where it's kind of overdetermined uh, that, you know, health issues or, or personal issues by themselves could force a person to step down uh, from taking an, an active contributor role. Um, and, uh, but then, you know, the, and 
in a lot of ways, the more disturbing uh, part of the story is where, uh, <clears throat> you know, she talks about, you know, first about how, you know, wanting to contribute is, you know, it's great. And it's also incredibly debilitating. Um, but then uh, there was uh, the sort of, oh, and this year we're going to ignore you part. And, you know, I wasn't there. I don't know all of the details. I don't know anything other than than what was in this uh, story. But um, that's more disturbing uh, to me in some ways because uh, uh, there's a, can you imagine? Can you imagine them saying that to me and my response? Can you imagine, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine my response? Some jerk and the tenacity to say that to me. Oh, good. Sorry, Sally. Go uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Right, and and that's so. It's it's kind of like you know we've we've seen a couple of situations, and and this was you know I think it was Rian Rietveld who kind of posted a, a link to this story and and said like what is going on uh, with these uh, women being sort of pushed out of leadership roles yeah, and. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's sort of like, yeah, it's you know, by the by the time you get to the third one, it starts to look like a conspiracy, and yet I well, don't. It, think, I, I, I don't that's think why it I put is. I, um, no, but it's a problem. I think it's a. I think if there is a there is a pattern here, and and uh, it, it warrants investigating. Well, it's, it's this kind of passive aggressive atmosphere in the WordPress community. You know. It, it takes ten weeks before they even got the courtesy to send their email, and then they 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 give her this bullshit that you know blah blah blah, um, and she has to suck it up. You know, fuck them. That's all I've got to say. I wouldn't suck it up. Uh, um, um, I think the toe rag that you know whatever went out. You know, but it's a sign of nobody like what Morton, that after time, nobody knows who's running the ship most of the time. So um, you start getting the fleas off the rack, you know, running running things, you know. Um, that's a good better for it, the flea. Well, what did you reckon, Chris? Uh, I find it interesting. I'm, I recently just organized... Uh, or co- helped organize the first WordCamp, and I generally had a great experience. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I'm kind of live on the edge of society a little bit, not in a big city, not super deep in the WordPress community. I kind of do my own thing on my little farm out in the country. Um, but what I understand, like when you interact in something, you know, a large organization bigger than a small tribe or small community, but like a really massive international community that, um, politics like office politics emerge and relationships and things change at scale. And um, my, in my experience, I've had good experience. I know I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm a white male. Um, so, but, so <clears throat> at the end of the day, what I got from this article is I think it is healthy, just like with Corey Miller and everybody else who's bringing mental health into the conversation, um, how people you know the de- she she's being open about the depression that comes with the the health issues she's struggling with um and also her feelings around 
um, not being respected in her community and stuff like that. And I think it's really important to have an open, honest conversation around that. Just like with the, um, what we were talking about in the last section where what entrepreneurs and artists want a lot of the time is distribution. So getting your software installed in a hosting company platform, showing up in a search, showing up in the repository, it's just a part of getting your thing out there into the world. But we need to play by the same rules and also know what the rules are and who made the rules. And like Morton said, if the rules are going to change, what's our process around you know, legalizing things? Um, I think management and running a organization or uh, a division or a word camp, they, we, we just need more transparency about how it works. And, you know, if just and how leadership positions and other positions are, how, how does it work? Like, what does the org chart look like? What's the structure? What can people expect when they apply for things or get rejected for things? Or what are the selection criteria for But like I say, it's very clear how things are run. You have a leader who's who's a benevolent dictator. You have his henchmen who are his princes, and they they do independent stuff to get favour with the king. And um, some of those things, you know, they can get themselves into trouble if they determine what the king wants and they're not right about that. Uh, or they get promoted because they're um, they're blessed that they are doing what the king wants. It's quite clear how things are run, isn't it, Chris? Well, I haven't had direct. I mean, I have met Matt Mullenweg at a at a meetup and stuff, but I haven't had direct experience where I saw that dynamic happening, like with my own eyes. And so I just personally haven't seen that. Because somebody's because somebody's really highly intelligent and very charming doesn't mean at their heart they are totally ruthless, does it? I understand that question. I mean, things aren't always <laughs> what they appear, but um, I, I, I mean, there's, I, I think there's it, the thing as far and as it goes, Jonathan, that statement, Go that statement is true, but I don't know how relevant it is to the specific uh, situation of, you know, what's going on at WCEU. Um, no, but um, I, I think, uh, um, yeah, I'll see where you're going, but um, I think the other problem with her is... Um, I've been involved in WordPress for over 12 years and I do love it and I do like the word counts and some of the people you meet a very diverse group of people. But I've also seen people like Carol where they delve in so deep that also they, their, pers- their psyche is totally linked to WordPress. Well, I'm not prepared to go there. You know, I like, I like discussing, I like my Friday show I like um, promoting WordPress, but but it, my whole psyche isn't linked to WordPress. Does that make any sense, actually, Sally? Uh, it does, except I think there's one thing uh, that you may be missing here, which is that if you are ill and you have very limited resources uh, and you put... Uh, quite a bit of your time and effort into one particular area, the likelihood of there being anything else left uh, to have a life with uh, really drastically decreases. 
Yeah, oh, thanks for that. What did you reckon, Morton, about this this post? Uh, so, Carol is a fantastic human being. Yeah, she does seem to I've, be a spark, actually. I've, I do. I I've love the purple. With her many times, and she really is one of the people in the community who makes a big difference. Um, it this this story saddens me on you know a personal level because it means I won't run into her at events, which is really bad. Um, I think her having to step away from the community for any reason um, is a loss to the community. Uh, if we look at this and say, if you ignore the physical health problems, um, the conversation she's bringing up around mental health is something that's happening in the whole community, not just WordPress, but again, the whole web community. I think that, um, and tech community in general, like mental health has been overlooked by our community for a very long time because of this constant... um, uh, focus on you know working hard and working on weekends and working at night and working ninety eight hours a day and you know just work 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 and that's how you measure your quality is so if you're not working on a GitHub uh, pull request while eating dinner uh, with the computer stacked on top of your child you're not really working in the tech industry and you're not worth your salt right there there's a there has been a very startup mentality in the web community and the tech community in general that is super damaging to to uh, mental health. And we're paying the price for it now. I mean, the, a lot of people, myself included, in the, the WordPress community have spoken out about this um, and are taking a step back simply because we need to clean up our own mental health and uh, clean up our own lives. And what we're going to see more of is people having to take a step back. What we're also seeing more of is people who've been in in positions for a very long time who have met the wall. And that can spill over into any type of critique that is leveled against something they have touched is perceived as critique of or a criticism of them personally, uh, which results in people lashing out at like they're like the there you see this every time there's WordPress controversy. There are some people that have that are been around for a long time that feel like they're personally attacked for things that they're not personally attacked for, but they've become so entrenched in the product that they're not for them, there is no clear line between. That's not what's happening here. Um, Carol is not entrenched in this to the point where this is her personality. Carol had a job (laughs) where she was responsible for doing that, for making that appear to be the case, right? She was an outreach person in the community who was supposed to go and, you know, liven up the crowd and make people interested in WordPress and do, and she did an amazing job at that. Um, and that's also why her stepping away will have an actual impact on the community. A lot of people, if I step away from the WordPress community, people will be like, oh, a lot less noise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? But Carol actually had a direct impact on real people in, at events in a very significant sense. Um, and I'm hoping that at some point she'll be able to come back and continue that work probably in a reduced role so that she has more space. Um, for for herself, but still, uh, or that she can help other people take on that role and lead a team or something like that. As for the other conversation, which is uh, the whole WordCamp EU thing, I feel like there's 
large parts of that story that are unclear and untold. And therefore, it's very hard to say anything meaningful about it other than um, there is... We have to talk about power dynamics within the WordPress community. And uh, we have to acknowledge that things like um, gender, race, religion, all these kinds of discrimination are happening in the WordPress community in a very real sense, that these things are very complicated because they are often um, uh, implicit. So they're not like, you don't go in and say, I hate women, therefore I don't want women to make decisions. You don't even go in and say, I think women are emotional and therefore don't make good decisions. It's more like over the past 20 years, you watch TV and in all TV shows, all women who work in any kind of leadership position end up having some sort of emotional, romantic relationship with something else. And it always ends up in chaos. And then you think, well, to avoid that potential disaster, we're just not going to have you know, so many women in leadership, which is a cultural uh, problem of deeply entrenched misogyny, right? So, and that goes for women, it goes for race, it goes for religions, it goes for all sorts of things. That's right. And, We're not going to hire women because they're just going to have babies and leave. Yeah. Uh, which is, th- 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 this, these are deeply entrenched cultural things that take time to deal with. And the best way to deal with it is to explicitly address them at all times. To say, instead of saying, we're going to make sure that we have diversity, actually set goals for diversity, actually combat the issues, right? And I remember early on when the WordPress, uh, the WordCamp EU um, leadership group was put together, there was a lot of criticism around, there was just men, <laughs> which is very strange. Uh, I don't know if they changed that. Uh, I haven't been following, but there was a lot of conversation around that. Um, uh, and I know that there are people within the WordPress community, and I'm not talking about this event specifically, I'm just talking completely general. I know there are people in the WordPress community who feel like um, talk of diversity has gone too far, that people who are pushing diversity as an ad- agenda are pushing a very specific political agenda and that they are, di- are distracting from the overall conversation. Those people are wrong, but they have opinions. They might be in positions where they... Um, have power to enact those kind of that kind of thinking onto the community, and then it becomes a problem. And uh, there, just because of historically that being the case, there might be there there could be a reason for people to see what Carol is saying and saying, "Oh, that's probably what's happening here." Whether or not that's the case is impossible to say without having more information. But seen in light of her exit plus other people's exit, it becomes difficult to not say there's something going on here with women in leadership positions. And the only way to address that is to actively show there is nothing going on here by being transparent about this decision-making. Again, we're coming back to transparency, communication. The, The thread that runs through all of these conversations we're having today is lack of actual transparency and lack of addressing the issues from leadership, right? There's no one from leadership stepping in and saying, you know, this is what happened or saying, this is the goal or this is how we're going to move forward or this is bad, we should deal with this or anything. There's just like dead silence. If I don't say anything, it'll go away on its own. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Thanks for that. I thought that was fantastic. I'm going to cut the final story because I don't want this going too long. Let's go to the... um, our tips and picks. And um, I've chosen 
affinity photo and what is affinity photo well if you're if you're having to edit some photos but you're not a graphic designer um and you don't want to contribute to the billions of dollars that adobe are making from their cloud licensing platform um you can buy um this and it's pretty it's a pretty good photo editor it works on the mac and the pc and it does the job and i use it every day and i've become a bit of a fan of it um so that's affinity photo it costs about 49 dollars one-off purchase and it will work with photoshop um, native format um, files and a lot of other different formats and in some ways I think it's more powerful than Photoshop. Um, Sally, I, I use their uh, Affinity Designer. Uh, okay. You know, I'm paying for Photoshop anyway but I'm not going to pay for the whole package for the, you know, those occasions when I need something that does vectors and how, how have you found it? I, I like it. I mean, it's, I was never a sophisticated user of, of Illustrator, but if I need to, you know, uh, yeah. edit and, and output uh, SVG files, which one does uh, uh, often enough, it, it works quite nicely for that. So have you got a tip this week, Sally? I do. My tip this week is a, a, a plugin on GitHub called Stop Jetpack Promotions. <laughs> <laughs> I've put the link in, in both the Slack channel and the uh, oh, yes. chat here. Yes, if you can, can put them in both panel, that would be helpful, or definitely in the Slack channel. Um, Spencer, oh Spencer, have you got any, any tip or service or anything you want to put light on, upon? I think that next week will be part two of this conversation uh, that we, we ran out of time with today. Robot Ninja is, Ooh. if you happen to use WooCommerce for its capabilities other than it's advertising its own plugins uh, it is a way that you can set up automated testing so that your clients and yourself can actually see that the process is working smoothly before you go too far down the road of live. So it's really helpful from that standpoint. Um, it allows you to set up scenarios and then document uh, what's going on in a way that if there's a difficulty, you can share it with the client and get to the bottom of it. So very handy. That, that looks super useful. Yeah. Uh, Molten, you got anything you want to put light upon? Uh, Can I recommend a book? Go for <laughs> it. Do whatever you like. Okay. So uh, before I say the name of this book, this is not in any way a subtweet or commentary on any of the conversations we've had so far, nor any suggestion of uh, any recommendation of what should be done in the future or anything like that. The book is called... <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm listening to it right now and it's actually really interesting it's called The Royal Art of Poison <laughs> <laughs> Filthy Places Fatal Cosmetics Deadly Medicine and Murder Most Foul um, the reason why it's interesting is because like, it's a historian who goes back in time and actually looks at all these claims of royalty being poisoned over the last five, six, seven, eight hundred years and whether or not this is actually the case but then like, that's the starting point but then she goes into this deep exploration of how disgusting the past was in terms of like, you know, fecal, uh, human excrement everywhere. <laughs> and, oh, you mean like San Francisco? And the, or you have no idea. The, and the, like the medicine back in the 1500s and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And honestly, I was listening to part of this while I was riding the SkyTrain the other day and I was standing there retching in the corner because it is the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. But 
the reason why I'm recommending it is it's easy for us in today's society, in today's political climate and everything else to think that we are in a hellish place and that, you know... Well, after, and your, after, your, comment, of, after your comments last week... <laughs> and a lot of people look to the past to say, you know, maybe things were better in the past. This book is a great reset. That's <laughs> like, maybe things were not... I, I, I do not want to <laughs> any society that did not have modern plumbing. Thank you. For yeah, no, it's... Uh, and it, like the, the origins of modern plumbing in themselves. It's, like, <laughs> it's a fantastic read. It is deeply, deeply disgusting and oh. very, very, very revolting. And you need to have like a barf bag while oh, you listen make, to it. Make sure but it is totally worth listening to, to understand our past. Also, if a time traveler actually went back to the 1500s, they would immediately die just from olfactory overload. <laughs> they would be like, oh my God, I can't handle the smell. And then they would just pass off and all right make sure you got the link in the so slack the chain. royal art of poison make sure the links in the slack channel uh-huh. because i'm sure my viewers and listeners want to get a copy of that it sounds just down there right actually chris i'm just gonna uh, hop over to the library website now right uh, chris have you uh, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners of yours yeah it's just a quick te- tech tool called tiny png.com so if you want to optimize your images on your website and you know once and not have a slow website with these giant images just run it through tinypng.com before you upload it and right. uh, it'll it'll do you good right um Sally how can people find out more about you and what you're up to uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Sally Getch uh, you can find me in the Genesis uh, WordPress uh, Slack community, uh, and uh, you can occasionally find me on my own website at wpfangirl.com. Um, Spencer, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Uh, yeah, I just got hired to be the marketing consultant for jetpack.org, if you want to find me there. Uh, or at wplaunchfi.com. By the way, I just want to say... I didn't get to say anything about the, the story about the woman, but you know, there's two types of people. There's those that are in and those that are outcasts. Being an outcast my whole life who could never participate in the corporate scale, I really empathize with her situation, but I personally feel with her personality and her characteristics, she's going to find an amazing opportunity or to arise from this situation where she was ghosted by these people that are acting like it's a corporation, even though it's not. And I think it's sad that she had to go through it, but I, I wish her the best. Yeah, I feel the same. Moulton, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? You can find me on uh, Twitter at Morton. You can find me on LinkedIn at my name. And you can find me on LinkedIn Learning where I talk about things you can do with yeah. the internet. That's great. And Chris, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? You can find me at lifterlms.com or search for LMS cast in the podcasts. That's great. It's been another great episode, listeners and viewers. Hopefully you can join us next Friday at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time. You can watch it on our WP Tonic Facebook page live. And we'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.